Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Untucked. Today we are going to talk about um, retiring early and sequence of return risk, um, in addition to some other factors to consider if that's a point, um, if that's a, a decision you're looking to make. Uh, we are going to discuss a really senseless article that we found on a very popular finance website. And then finally, we're going to discuss the four day work week. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed on this podcast are our own, and they do not reflect the opinions or views of FC Advisory, the Financial Coach Group, or the New Wealth Project. Nothing discussed on this podcast should be interpreted as investment advice. Welcome to episode 63 of Untucked. This is Megan. And Mike. This is Jeff. So did you guys know that originally Ben Franklin in like 1740 or 1784 suggested like daylight savings time and that kind of got ignored but then again in 1895 an entomologist suggested daylight savings because he would hunt for bugs and he ran out of daylight in the summertime because of there was no daylight saving so in 1895 like he suggested it and they kind of got like pushed to the side and then 20 years later they actually put it in in force because of bugs yeah yeah i hate daylight savings i think um if some you know politician runs solely on that platform of eliminating it they win they got my vote <laughs> whoever this person is um that was a good fun fact yeah i just think i could there, there, there was i had to do a little bit more digging uh, because there was a lot around it. Mm -hmm. Like it's really daylight saving, not daylight savings. Mm -hmm. But everybody really? says daylight savings. Yeah. So. That's, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure in the Apple calendar. It's daylight saving time is what it's. <gasps> Apple calendar has it correct too. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Um, Philly sports. All right. Well, Ugh. this is coming off the heels of... of you know, shitty Sixers game, but Sixers have hardened still. I mean, what did we think they were going to go like undefeated? Twenty-two and zero with with Harden on the team. No, they had to lose one. It's just the way it happened was really, really awful. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Um, on the bright side, they have an MVP candidate who's playing like it. Um, they're I think third in the East right now. Yep. East is super competitive, which is cool. Um, so I'm not worried about it. If they won, would I've been bragging and super excited? Of course, but they lost, and I'm over it. So sports talk radio this morning was hysterical because it was just like Harden sucks. Like I can't. I I could not believe how quickly. They turned. It is exactly I mean, what happens. What do you mean? Yeah. You can't you, how, it? how how long have you been a fan? <laughs> I mean, it was it was. I think this is the fastest I've ever seen them turn. Yeah, it's because he's not he's not a Philly guy yet. Like um, like we should have seen this coming. We know he's not a big game player. Like what are we gonna do? Like in Game Seven when this guy doesn't show up? <laughs> so funny. On the bright side, I mean. Major League Baseball and their players came to an agreement 
We have a 162 game season on the precipice. Phillies and cat or pitchers and catchers are reporting. You guys excited? Baseball, baby. If it was a 20 game season and each game was three innings, that would be good. I'd probably watch. It's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I'm not excited, but glad that, you know, I guess everyone came to an agreement. Um, no news on the birds, right? We didn't get Russell Wilson. No, but Carson Wentz is in the division again. He's in our division, which is going to be hysterical. He's a commander now. You knew that, right, Trains? He's a Washington commander. I'm not calling him the commander. <laughs> <laughs> and our fly guys, are we going to get like a, a decent draft pick because they're in last place? Like, are they in dead last? No, they're in fifth from last, likely not going to be moving much further down than that. Really? Yeah. We want them to move further down, right? Or well, does it not matter? No, I mean, it would matter, um, but they'll probably end up getting, a, you know, they could get a top five pick out of this and. Normally, top five picks are guys that you expect to be legit. So, we'll see. How does hockey work? It's not like a lottery, right? It is. It is. Okay. There, you know, you have ping pong balls, ping pong balls. and okay, um, but there are rules in terms of how many spots you can move up and that kind of stuff. So they do. You know, the dead last team is not going to end up picking eighth overall, right? Like at the okay. worst, they're going to be picking like third. I, I forget the oh, okay. exact rules, but okay. Yeah, there's some atrocious teams that are even worse than the Flyers, unfortunately. So um, they're not going to catch them. But you know, they're. It's incredible how empty that that building is. It's yeah. insane. It, it, I mean, I I can't believe it. Um, you can get in the building for under twenty bucks, and I'm sure you can just pick your seat. So let me ask you this, because um, I think like most Philadelphia fans, I've kind of tuned the Flyers out. Um, I did watch the Vegas Knights game when they played them. Are we gonna Are we gonna waste Carter Hart's career, or will they rebuild around him? Yeah, they're gonna have to. Yeah, the latter, and I hope they don't waste that kid's career. Um, I mean, he like be, I watched that game. He had like forty seven saves. He played unbelievable. Yeah, I'm like, are we gonna Are we gonna lose this kid's career? How ironic him? would that be? All these years of, you know, the the main missing piece was a, a, a solid goalie and. Now that he's here, probably, and they're this bad yeah. around him. Yeah. But, I mean, hockey, other other teams have shown that rebuilding doesn't have to be like a five-year process. I mean, the Rangers did it. Other teams have done it. So, with the right picks and the right moves, um, you can do it. I just am not sure that there's a lot of faith in this front office to do that. Okay. So. Fingers crossed. Go Sixers. Yeah. <laughs> Coach's corner. You got richer during the pandemic. Early retirement is still risky. This is from the Wall Street Journal, written by Anne Turgeson. Uh, 2020 and 2021 were incredibly good years in the stock market. And if you were a participant, you likely have more money now than you did then. Obviously, this year has started off a bit differently. But Anne's article, which was written in January, highlights examples of people who decided to retire because of how much their retirement savings grew over the last couple of years. They also talk a little bit about the housing market in the article as well. We know there are many factors to consider when deciding when to retire, and your balance sheet is just one of them. No, I think the timing of your retirement is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just t- talking to a client about this yesterday and uh, the people you met with last night, Meg, because mm-hmm. they 
are still not kind of using their money yet to live off of. They're still not retired. And they're like thinking about, man, if we did it like now, what would, what would happen? My God. And I'm like, if you just work your butt off and then you hang it up without a plan, yeah, the sequence of returns really, really matters. If you prepare for, hey, if we just happen to retire at the wrong time and you have a plan to deal with it, you're you're absolutely fine. Like it's not gonna go down eight years in a row when like the, the year you retire. So if you put aside two years worth of the income that you need, uh, maybe have another backup plan to that, maybe have another backup plan to that, you're not gonna be hurt. Like no one got blown up by being too conservative when they retired. Like, I think that's the answer. It's like, just be super conservative when you first retire. I don't mean like allocation wise. I'm not saying like 30% stocks, 70% bonds, but have a conservative like plan to ease into retirement, <clears throat> whether that be ha having like a couple backup plans in case the market's off, just to <clears throat> make sure you figure out your budget. <clears throat> Excuse me. Figure out your budget, figure out what you're going to do with your life what day to day, what are you going to do? What's your routine going to look like? And you'll be fine. But if you just go into it without, without that kind of, how do we deal with it? The market, if it goes down when I first retire, then you're going to get blown up for sure. Um, let's talk about the sequence of returns. Can Mike, can you describe what that is? Um, yeah. So, so basically, you know, if you expect or assume that ad, you know, annual returns are, I'll just pick a number 7% over, 10 years, 20 years, whatever time. Um, the reality is it's, it's not, you're not definitely not getting 7% every single year. Um, if the first several years are negatives and down, but over that entire time period, it, it turns out to be 7%, that can be devastating because when you're drawing money in down markets, you're a forced seller and it rips your, your portfolio apart. And, and the outcome is usually like, you run out of money. Um, conversely, if the first few years are really good, and maybe there's some bad years at the at the um, you know at the end, uh, you, you most you you run the scenarios and most people are fine. Um, that's just the sequence of return risk, which you can't predict. You just mm -hmm. have to, to Jeff's point, plan for um, and manage through it. So. I think, you know, we had a, we had somebody in here at the end of last year who was the same thing. You know, I've got, I, I have all this money in my 401k. I'm, I'm, I think I'm good to go. I'm good to retire. I've run all these scenarios through my, you know, fidelity model and, um, things look very, very differently for that person right now Yeah. because this wasn't part of his, you know, planning or it wasn't part of what the tool, the output was, um, this is the sequence of return risk right now that we're dealing with. You know, we're down anywhere from 10 to 20% uh, in, in, the, in stocks, depending on what they are. Um, and if you're reliant on the income from that, it could be a real problem. So sequence of return risk, it's a you know, jargony term, but it's a real thing. It's probably maybe the most significant thing to plan for when you're like at that stage of making the, you know, pulling the, pulling the trigger on, on calling it quits. <clears throat> and in this article, obviously that's not touched, right? It's not. This article does, you know, interview a few real, real life people yeah. who are, um, 
you know, the beneficiaries of uh, up markets and they're looking at their balance and their 401ks and they're making a decision. I mean, I, I had to laugh at the one, the one guy, a pilot who's 59 and he said his goal was to have 2 million um, and his 401k was like at 1.8, you know, six months ago, I'm looking at the article and he says, the quote was, my goal was to have 2 million in the bank. Now I realize that that's just a quote, but buddy, that's not in a bank. That's in a 401k <laughs> account in which you have a 25% partner in the IRS. Right, right. And it's, again, I mean, we've talked about this before, but the, the people who kind of, I think, unfortunately, view it that way, there's a ta it's taxable every dollar of it that comes yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of either don't factor it in enough or at all. Um, or it's just it's just very, very different to have $2 million in the bank versus $2 million in 401k. Yeah, and that's the same guy who is making two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars a year. Yeah. Now, obviously, that that was probably one of the main things the article focused on was lifestyle and maybe lifestyle adjustments and then healthcare, right? Because mm -hmm. that's really in my mind. Like, while I don't want to say that account balance are, are arbitrary because obviously they're not, but like retirees who aren't of Medicare age. I mean, healthcare is expensive. Like my parents are talking about retiring this year and they're 63 and 64. So it's a short window, but I mean, like they're going to be paying out of pocket probably a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. For, each. E each for health. Probably more than that. <clears throat> well, unless Cobra. they get like a crappy plan. I mean, Cobra is going to allow them to okay. come in right around a thousand, but like, it's just, it's huge. I mean, my dad's going to, retire but continue to work essentially to cover that and yeah. then once they're at 65 you know that's when they'll, they'll pull the trigger but um yeah it's taxes it's it's health care it's it's lifestyle and how much you're willing to maybe modify that because the guy making 250 isn't going to get 250 out of 2 million like <laughs> I mean, he will he just will run out of money well, yeah, in yeah. eight years <laughs> no i think going into your retirement with a plan to deal with sequence of return risk yeah. has to be done, right? Like we, we talk a lot around here about kind of backup plans. And like you have yeah. to, whether that's, hey, I want to retire in 2023, but if the market goes down, <laughs> then I'm going to work another year or yeah. another 18 months, or I just had it, I'm definitely retiring where I was laid off. What's my backup? Well, we'll, we'll cut our expenses. Like we, we won't spend a hundred a year. We're going to back that down to 80 so we can put less, but like you have to have some kind of a backup plan. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And that's, I mean, those types of things were not touched in the article, which is a little bit frustrating because it's like early retirement is still risky. And you know, if someone's going to this to understand why they didn't, there, there's not none of those <laughs> like answers given by Anne. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, eight clever moves when you have $1,000 in the bank. This article, I don't even know how to. <clears throat> um, this is from Finance Buzz. <laughs> and and no, it seems like nobody took credit for writing the article, <laughs> which was a smart thing. Yes, yeah. just the editors of Finance Buzz. This article is so crazy, it almost seems like a joke. The editors of Finance Buzz put together this piece that we found on Yahoo Finance, I believe. And it suggests eight things you should consider with a thousand dollars save. One thousand, not ten or twenty, just a single thousand dollars. I finally got it. I got the thousand dollars saved up. 
I'm, I'm, I'm Googling what I should do with it. <laughs> and I come across this article, which are eight. I mean, it's well, well titled, like eight clever moves when you got a thousand bucks in the bank. But who's trying to be clever with their money? Like, how does that even apply here? And then investing, investing basics. All right, let's run through them. And then we'll pick out which one's the craziest. Okay. All right. Uh, stop overpaying when you shop online. Cancel your car insurance. Earn passive income by investing in real estate. Prepare for market volatility by diversifying in gold. Invest in art that has outperformed the S&P by over 180%. Access up to 17.5% of the value of your home without extra debt. See if you're overpaying for homeowner's insurance and get up to $1.5 million for your family from $10 a month. Honestly, the only one that I'm kind of on board with is the life insurance one. <laughs> like I got a thousand bucks, go buy like a 10-year term policy. For like if you don't bucks. have it, yeah, you could. <laughs> this is just, I mean, the art one, the, the, the line here is, while the ultra wealthy rake in huge profits, everyday <laughs> folks have been left out in the cold. What? Anyway, it's an ad, right? If you if you have a thousand dollars in your checking account and you've you've reached that milestone, according to this article, the advice is keep it there because (laughs) if that's all you got, you better keep it in cash because you're gonna need it. I mean, can we fact check the the art? Has art outperformed the S and P by over a hundred and eighty percent? That's made up. Like it's. What's master masterworks? Does anybody did anybody click on that? Well, it's funny. It says masterworks requires a five thousand dollar account <laughs> to get started. Well, this dude only has a thousand dollars. How's he gonna get him? Finance back? Buzz must be yeah. getting paid. Like every one of these yeah. clever moves has, has a, a link yeah. to yeah. to these things. I mean, I think the point here is obviously we can rip on this article all day, right, but. Right. The fact that these are all over the internet yes. and when people are searching for, to Jeff's point, it's the stuff like this comes up and it's just, it couldn't be the worst, there couldn't be worse advice. Yeah, that's what I, I guess kind of blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. It's like I go to Yahoo Finance pretty much every day just to kind of get the pulse of the markets. Like, are we up or are we down? Whatever. Ooh, mm-hmm. The pulse of the <laughs> Yes. So, uh, and then like there's always like that these- might be on my top five. <laughs> <laughs> There's always these like BS articles and like for fun, I just clicked on one. Now, obviously, this is our business, so we can smell BS when we see it. Yeah. But like, how many people don't? Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, just it's- how is there no, how is there no, right? Regulation isn't the right word. Right. Responsibility. How come Yahoo Finance has zero responsibility to to what they put out there? Because they're getting paid. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Finance buzz. Make moves. Democratize financial independence. All right. <clears throat> well, not a lot to say about that yeah. one. So we'll move on to the four-day work week. Belgium approves four-day work week and gives employees the right to ignore their bosses after work. This is from Euronews.next and written by Tom Bateman. 
Labor market changes instituted in Belgium will allow workers to work four days and 38 hours a week instead of the traditional five days and 40 hours. In addition, workers will be allowed to ignore work-related tasks after hours with, without any adverse implications. There's no shortage of articles written or suggestions made to change the traditional 9 to 5, 40-hour workweek schedule. Belgium is taking it one step further, though, by government implementation. Because a lot of, like, companies and, you know, people institute kind of their own, I'll say, changes or different work week schedules. But here we're talking about a country that is kind of saying everybody has to do this. So it sounds like a no-brainer, right, when we compare it to, like, 9 to 5, 40 hours a week in, in, in America. But isn't it the same? Like, aren't you just going to get used to that and say, I wish we had a three-day work week? At some point, aren't you going to feel that four days a week, 10 hours a day or whatever it is, yeah. you know, eight and a half hours a day or nine hours a day is just too much? And I wish... It's like every kid who goes to school says, I wish the weekend was three days. I, I wish it was more than Saturday, Sunday. Just give me one more day. Well, if you got one more day, then you're going to want one more day. Mm -hmm. Probably. I just, I don't see the value in Belgium changing the work week by law. I think the idea that they can ignore work-related tasks when they're not at work is probably more um, appealing. You know, I think a lot of people work, and I mean, we don't, but work in circumstances where, you know, they have to kind of be like available or I'll say on call for lack of a better term. And being able to n not do that and not have to worry about it affecting your job, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, I think this is just a lot of BS and, like, it just sounds good and, sure. and people would react to it like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I don't have to work five days. It's only four. Right. Um, and it's only an hour and a half more a day. But it's the same, right? And if you're really going to be able to unplug and you and your boss can't bother you, okay, I think the the the, the greater um, change would be creating a different culture, a working culture, kind of sure. like what we do here. Like get your shit done, and do whatever else you want to do, right? Like you don't have to be here nine to five. If you need to take the morning off, if you want to leave early for an appointment or whatever, like just go do it. Yeah. As long as you're getting your work done. Yeah. That's that kind of culture. I think should be implemented. Not okay. You can work one less day. Who cares? Well, I mean, I think the whole like nine to five clock punching, I think kind of all was born out of, you know, a manufacturing kind of workplace where people had to make stuff. Like and you physical had to, all, labor. Yeah, you're on assembly line. Like yeah. you're there from nine to five with everybody else because otherwise it wouldn't work. In the service economy, it's totally different. Yeah. And, but I think for a, a country to mandate that for all workers is idiotic. I mean, because there's so many different types of jobs that, I mean, if you're a lawyer or a, a law firm, you're not doing this. Right. You're, you're maximizing billable hours every week. That's how, the, that's how you get paid. And, and so that doesn't work for a, a firm or a business that gets paid literally by the hour, like you know, yeah. by their clients. Um, so I, I just think it's silly. Um, I think 
you know, I, I, it reminds me of everybody used to make fun of France and, and Europe who took ticks uh, the month of August off on, on holiday for the whole month. Businesses just shut down. That's just the, the culture. Um, and I know a lot of Americans would poke fun at him for being like, well, these guys aren't, don't work hard and that's why we're superior and all this stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I think also part of this is that the, the balance of power has, has currently shifted a lot in favor of employees versus employers and they're able to demand more things like this. Um, like, yeah, don't boss, don't, don't email me after hours. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess some people are taking it or countries are taking it like to the, to the rulemaking, um, uh, end. But again, I, I agree with you, Jeff, every business or company or industry has to set its own you know, guidelines based on what works. And, you know, if you don't like it, like if you don't like breaking rocks a hundred hours a week and and billing your clients as a lawyer, then go do something else. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But like if you cut grass for a living, go cut grass. And if you cut, if you're done your, your grass cutting by two o'clock, you can leave. Right. If you didn't cut all the grass you needed to cut, you cut until eight at night and just get your work done. You know what I mean? But once it's done, you can go, right? If you're building a shelf in someone's house, you go and you build the shelf. You don't have to be there between nine and five and then you you leave. But yeah, the punching in and punching out nine to five, the fact that it's still pretty prevalent here, mm-hmm. like if you leave our office at five o'clock to drive home, you're stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. crazy to me. Like what is this? Why does the clock hitting five mean I'm I can just go now? Well, I mean that's that's bureaucratic. It's it's corporate. It's corporate America in a nutshell, right? And and then it's like it's that cultural element of like I'm a hard worker because I'm here. It doesn't matter if you're doing nothing. It doesn't matter if you're on Facebook, but like you're sitting at your desk, so you're proving something to someone. And that's that's where the shift feels like too big to me, right? Like we're seven people in a group of of seven humans who have a lot of control over that. I mean, companies of thousands and thousands of people it's like how do you even start just saying oh get your shit done and then go home right i think though that in in larger organizations where politics plays a big role in your success and your like climbing the corporate ladder kind of thing yeah you know you 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 need that face time with your with the key people in your organization who see you and interact with you um and know you um to to get promoted and to get ahead sure. and that sort of thing that's just a fact and i i don't i think that drives a lot of that like getting to the to the office before your boss every day that kind of stuff that happens everywhere yeah. and i mean there's a reason for it it's not not necessarily habit it's basically you're trying to prove be be visible yeah you know? yeah. So. yeah and it's interesting obviously with covid now and so many organizations working remotely there's you know still punching of a clock so to speak on you know your computer and i have friends who like find ways to like remain active like there are apps that you can download on your phone that like essentially moves your mouse on your computer (laughs) so it like looks like you're there even if you're sitting on your couch (laughs) really yeah yeah so there's you know still exists but there there are ways to get around it apparently (laughs) a mouse moving app i love it good yeah 
All right. All right. Top five douchiest things that <laughs> people do or say or are. Okay. I had a really hard time with this. Yeah, it was harder than I thought. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was hard to stay away from the driving um, uh, Yeah, I don't think genre. any minor driving. Yeah, I agree. Because I didn't want to, you know, just do driving because there's, I feel like we've done it before and it's kind of obvious. Okay. But anyway. I don't like mine, so I'll start. Okay. Okay. Um, I really dislike and find it douchey when people are like on their earbuds talking in a phone conversation when they're like walking through the CVS. All right. I had the same. Really? Oh my God. I hate I, it. I had the same one, except it was like walking around our neighborhood. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, same thing. Same, same thing. concept. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> With a headphone in. Yep. Yeah. Just walking around. That's talking. literally what they're for. I know. Yeah, it just, I, I'm with Jeff, hundred percent. Oh my god! Like I'd rather. Because you... I do that all the time. It's awful. Like when you're in the store. <laughs> it's like my favorite time to talk. And on you're the phone. walking down the <laughs> aisle past me at the grocery store. I think you're talking to me, especially well, don't women. Don't make it about you, especially women, because you can't see the earbud because their hair covers it. So it's like, I'm sorry. Did you need? To... Uh, well, I, I I can't stand it. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. I can't stand when people brag about themselves. Yeah. Like when you're in a social situation and they just won't shut up about themselves. It's. I, I turn around and I go, God, that guy's such a douche. Like, I don't ever want to talk to him. That's a good one. I would, I would, mod- if it were me, I should have had that one, but it would have been, it would have been kid, their kids. Okay. Specifically. Okay. Kids. Anyway. Um, I hate when people cut me off when I'm talking. You do hate that. I just absolutely, I think it's such a, like, it means I'm not listening to you. I don't care to listen to you. <laughs> I can't stand when people litter. Uh, drives me. If you're in your car and you see somebody throw something out the window, I just want to throw them out the window. And when people don't hold the door for the person uh. behind them, I find it to be the douchiest move. Like, just yep. hold the door. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good one. This is my five. All right, I had hold door. Oh, you go. Okay, so I'm going to – I did have the overlap on the one, so I, I have a backup. Um, I find people who have – tinted windows on their car and especially if it's just a generic car like a Camry or something that absolutely ridiculous would you would you lump the like whale tail yeah, on yeah. the back of the yeah, car probably what's a whale tail it's like those like little on the trunk of the car like they get that little oh, oh, I don't know what it's called yeah, yeah. it's like an accent piece maybe <laughs> I love um, that you made it a Camry <laughs> tinted windows okay yeah um, the Dude, leaving the be- the men's room and walking directly oh. out out the door without washing the hands is just yeah. absolutely agreed. Incredible, agreed. Yeah, um, I see it a lot. I hang out in a lot of men's bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> um, I the other one that kind of like you, Jeff, but more specific. The cigarette butt toss to me is yep is the most aggravating. Um, that's a DV the one of the top DV moves. Like um, we got to bring ashtrays back, right? <laughs> Bring back the ashtray, or just don't smoke in your car, or vape. Or period, like just yeah. vape like everybody else. Yeah, um, my, we're not encouraging vaping. <laughs> my next one is when you're on a really early morning flight, and the person there's like one person who has the window open, and everyone's trying to get it like mm. sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what you've never seen clouds before. <laughs> I mean. 
We could do a whole top five could, on douchey plane behavior yeah, yeah, alone yeah, or yeah, airport sure. behavior alone. And my 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 number one is, I don't know, Meg, this might not resonate with you, but like men's league hockey, um, or even I'll I'll even say like youth sports, the the dude who wears number sixty nine. Oh God, that's a great one. That's a great one. There's nothing. That's worse. a good one, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good one. Especially when it's like a forty five year old. Yes, exactly. Specifically, yeah. yeah. Um. Okay, I had not hold doors. Um, I had not the earbud thing because I'm still shocked. Reeling that that is from it. Bag behavior. But speakerphone. Like when you're walking, in, when you're in public and you're mm-hmm. having a phone conversation and your phone's on speaker. My mother answers her phone on speaker. In like, public. Oh, everywhere. I mean, in in the house. Like people are watching TV and she, <laughs> hello. And like... Answers and the speaker button is hit immediately after. It is wild behavior. But then anytime I see people or hear people on speakerphone, like that's why you have earbuds. So I can't believe that earbuds is douchebag yeah. behavior. Um, similar to bragging, uh, but like a little bit different is one-uppers. Like listens to a story and just brags in a way to no one one upping is different <laughs> one yeah. upping is different yeah. it's different and it's but really it's good it's really good <laughs> um people who are rude to servers oh god yeah. it's Great just one. like yeah it's it's just it's cringy and it's i mean yeah. obviously it's like just shitty behavior. servers or like the guy or gal that works like behind the cash register at home depot yeah and yeah it's like <clears throat> yeah how and come you're out of lumber <laughs> like um Jill doesn't know why they're out of lumber, Bob. Like, move on. Um, the last one I have is, I don't know how to word it. It's like people who are just like so out of touch. Like Kim Kardashian recently made a comment like, you know, if you're struggling, like you should just get your ass up and work. Like, like, if you don't have money, you should just go and work. People don't want to work these days. And it's just like this woman who was born in to immense amounts of privilege, right? Right. It just, it, like, and she's a bad example, but like normal people who are so out of touch. Yeah. Uh, is that the way to word yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. <clears throat> it is. I like your rude to servers. I think that's, the, that, that might be my number one yeah. out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Although the dude, like when we're talking about like douchey, like the guy that wears sixty nine, <laughs> yeah, that's is like the, the epitome same of guy douche. that says guy. like, yeah, it's the same guy that's yeah, he like just came from Chili's and you berated the waitress, <laughs> and he says like that's what she said all the time, like it's the same guy. I had two other ones like wears sunglasses inside, which oh good one douchey, but like I don't yeah. know how many people are doing that anymore. Do you guys still see that? You see it a lot of like sporting Bill, events, like by yeah. celebrities. Yeah, yeah. that's a Bill, big Bill Cosby thing. Oof, can't bring him up. <laughs> um, and then this is like an odd, like people who take pictures of themselves in the gym. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's yeah, a douchey. Yeah. And now I know in in Instagram that's become like a thing, but like the dude who's like getting a pump and like, oh, <laughs> it's gross. Getting a pump. <laughs> All right, we good. Yeah, Yeah, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See ya.